Miami's hot, hot. I'm the greatest showman. What do we think? Adriana and Erica collab? What do we think? Camille Cabello could never. All right, guys, here is your much belated Miami recap. Now, this is one of my favorite franchises. The reboot came out the gate swinging. I love these women, um, not individually, as in they're great people, all of them, but a disproportionate amount of them are actually quite likable uh, compared to other franchises. Uh, we have some familiar faces. Marisol, who was famously on the first franchise with her mother, Mama Elsa, uh, may she rest, and well, who else is a repeat? Alexia, of course, Cuban Barbie is from the original. Um, Adriana, who I can't figure out why she's not a full-time cast member because she certainly stirs up enough mess. And then we have the new members, which I really love that they didn't only cast Cubans. Um, they brought in two black women. One is Gertie, who's Haitian. And then there's, which um, if you don't know, Miami has a large Haitian quarter, a big Haitian population too. And then Kiki, who's also Haitian. Um, so we have Brazil, Cuba represented, um, Haiti, where else are the ladies from? Oh, Russia. We have Russia. I mean, it's just, it's awesome. Like, it's vibrant. It's diverse. The colors are pretty. I love it. I love it. I already told you, like, they're my favorite dressers. I don't know what the labels are. I just like a, a long, pretty dress with some espadrilles and some cutouts on the side and some titty cleavage, okay? Some titty meat. That's all I need. Give me a margarita. Give me some espadrilles. I'm set. All right, so guess launching right into it. We'll start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Okay, so we've seen clips of the crazy things that were said at the reunion, including Alexia telling Lisa, no, no, because like, if you love yourself, you would never let Lenny do all the things he did to you, which Alexia is Teresa at this point. She just is. Um, that's not, you know... A sensible thing to say to someone who's been in a like emotionally cold abusive-ish marriage for 15 to 16 years like what are you even trying to say hmm what are you trying to say adriana saying no but you're demoralizing me you're demoralizing me which is funny because she is so smart and knows like six languages but it is funny that some of the some of the mix-ups she makes are funny um yeah but anyway, after that clip, Alexia says, you know, I, I had to look inside. Um, I looked deep inside and I, I didn't like what I saw. I, and I, I feel like a lot of the girls, including myself, are just not in a good place right now. And I know that I can bring them together. Yes. Okay. So you did some digging and found out that you're the central party planner main character, Cuban Barbie. Okay, cool. Um, that's. She literally says, and if anyone can bring us together, I know it's me. Okay, very profound, profound changes happening for Alexia. So she's walking around her giant condo and she's lighting candles with the staff. Um, Larsa shows up looking extremely tacky as usual. I mean, and yes, you will hear me use tacky as a compliment and as a slur on this podcast. I just don't know why everything... Okay, let me start here. I I did an order from Pretty Little Sheen like several years ago, and then I tried it again. Both times, the clothing disintegrated in my hand like some sort of like magic disappearing paper trick from a from a novelty shop. It's, it's just... She's 50-something years old and divorced from Scottie Pippen. Why don't you wear clothes made out of 
real fabric and textiles. What is this? It's just always out of place, no matter what. So she's wearing something that looks just like a slinky, like, prom dress. And it has, I think it has side cutouts, but it's silver, grayish silver. It just has nothing to do with anything attractive. But she shows up with her prop, Tyler Perry. I mean, Marcus Jordan. And, you know, just focuses on things like holding her lips up since the weight of them is dragging her entire face down. So Alexia is saying, this is the moment for us to all like put our differences aside because we all secretly love each other. And then they cut to Julia screaming to Marisol, you are the problem in this group, whether you like it or not. And then Marisol, my favorite, is like, ay, por favor. <laughs> so then we get our one week earlier. They're really like giving us the structure of the story. And I'm like, yes, honey, tell a story, honey. So Alexia's walking on the beach with Todd. They've been together almost seven years, so it doesn't feel like they're newlyweds. I mean, I don't really care. Um, the interesting part of this is that Todd apparently issued a nine minute online apology for saying things about Anthony's business. I think if I recall, he was just saying stuff like, what does he really do? I heard he, I heard he's got one person working for him or two people. He's a crook. Like he was just casting aspersion at his um, law practice, which I mean, does, does Anthony work in personal injury? If he doesn't, I actually don't know how he has millions, but I've said it before. Like, I just don't really think of lawyers who are not breaking laws as having jets and stuff so i would be interested to know about the other resources involved in that um so alexia fully throws todd under the bus like i know this shit was embarrassing she's like i was not aware todd was going to do it because he didn't tell me because i will probably tell him no babe please don't do it <laughs> nah <laughs> she's embarrassed um they they cut to people like being like, well, it was nice for him to apologize, but I don't think he needed to do it on social media. And then Larsa, in one of the most honest things she'll say, says, I don't think I've ever given anyone a nine minute apology and I've done some pretty shitty things. Yes, generally, Larsa, you don't apologize for anything. So yeah. Um, so Alexio talks about the party. You know, we have to plan... The part we have to like announce our plan to have a party you have to announce at the beginning of an episode like i'm having a party with a bunch of people that don't like each other what could go wrong and then you know we watch it go wrong and like that's that's why we're here that's why we paid for these seats um but the twist on this is her telling todd about it is actually significant because later we see that he doesn't show up and she like handles it really poorly um Let's see. Then we have, we have a confessional for Larsa, who she's on a stunning yacht, I have to say, which is like, this is why I like watching this show. The locations, honey, the locations. So Larsa and Michael Jordan's son, Tyler Perry, Lisa with her new boyfriend, Jody. Interesting name. Um, Larsa, the first thing she does is ask for her picture to be taken. Because if other people that you don't know don't get to see it, did it really happen? If a cute date happens in a forest, does it make a sound? Um, so she says, Marcus and I have been dating for 10 months. It was just a friendship that evolved into something more. 
you know, like how you're usually friends with your husband's arch rival's son that's 17 years younger. It was like that. It wasn't like, let's set the internet on fire. Okay. Um, she says he knew what he was signing up for. He knew it wasn't going to be easy, but I don't live my life worried about other people. And the people in our lives that matter are happy we're together. No, they're not. That's a lie. Um, let's see. Lisa talks. She catches us up on Lenny. She's still in this divorce. It's getting uglier by the day. She, like Ashley, like like Ashley Cat um, on RHOP, Potomac, for those of us who are just getting the lingo, Apparently, you know, there are these little hot young things that signed prenups that really said you don't get to have caca if you're if after this marriage. Um, Lisa says, should I have been smarter? Yes. But haven't I been hurt enough? Haven't I been humiliated enough? Well, no. I mean, yes, of course you have. Yes. But I was just trying to think like, I don't think that's why prenups are. I don't think you can like renege on a pre I mean, prenups can have a cheating clause, but I don't think you get to say, hey, my husband was a dick. So like, we shouldn't honor the terms of this prenup. Do do you? I didn't know that. Anyway, she has a new boyfriend, Jody. He's Canadian. I have to say, people materialize these long term serious relationships out of thin air on these shows. And it's always interesting to me because like you also have the like dating is horrible storylines, but I mean, people will just have a new life partner in six months. It's impressive. Okay, Dr. Nicole and her man are looking at a kitchen house and they're discussing remodeling it. It's a $21.5 million house, you know, as you do. Um, They sold their own house. And when she was asked about her wedding, she says, you know, it's not a priority. She's got to remodel. She's got to do this. She's got to do that. She's fine being engaged. I mean, they have kids together and they have, do they just have another baby? I think they're pregnant again. Um, Garrity comes over with a gift and we just hear more about the house. It's 10,500 square feet. There's a 15 car garage in the basement because if you don't have a garage to fit your fleet of, uh, I don't know, Amazon delivery trucks, what are you doing? Are you rich? And it's on the water. Boats can dock on the side. It's, it's gorge. And you know, they do the catch up, you know, Dr. Nicole asks if Gertie has talked to anyone and Gertie says she's in a bad place with Larsa. And then they show a BravoCon and they asked who's the fakest cast member. And Gertie says Larsa. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Like figuratively, literally, um, superficially, internally. Yeah. Um, so Gertie tells, you know, Dr. Nicole that she, she's like, I don't have time for this. I, I called my doctor and, or rather my doctor called me and I have like a lump and they're going to do a biopsy. And Dr. Nicole says like, don't think worst case scenario. And unfortunately we know where these goes, but, um, thank God Gertie is okay. She's okay now. She's rung the bell. Her, she's had cancer and treated it and she's okay. So, whew. Sigh of relief. So immediately we hear the sound of animal droppings. And we're at Martina Navratilova's house with Julia. Um, and then Julia says, I have to make a call, but just in case I bought a diaper for the suspenders. Elvis, uh, they show a clip of Elvis the goat. And it was like a dinner party. And he was just pooping all over the kitchen. Now look, 
I have fully rebuked both of my heritages, African-American and Nigerian. And I have a dog that I, sleeps on my bed. Okay. Like she is a person. It is what it is. I wipe her down every time we come inside from the outside. I brush her teeth. Her food is more expensive than my food. What's not going to happen is she's not going to poop all over the kitchen floor when I have guests over. That's a bridge too far. I mean, there, there's just a reason, like, when we talk about domestication, historically, domesticating animals. Domesticating animals means, oh, wait, no, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean domestic animals, oh, agriculture. What, we, those are the ones that were wild that we made farm animals. So our do- goats, dom- all on, whatever. All I'm saying is that some animals are supposed to be in your domicile, okay? Let's just say that. And and animals that poop all over the floor constantly aren't one of them. You know, you need an animal that poops at, at predictable intervals, like a dog. You know, you can train them. They go to the door. They tell you when to when they need to leave. You can give them a bell. You can give them a little bell they can press with their nose or their paw. Like, that's something that I can work with. Julia kind of gives a retrospective on the last year of their marriage, and she says that they were in the process of adopting. And they show some clips of, look, Martina and Navratilova be giving it to Julia. They have some real ass conversations on here. Because Julia was really spiraling when her kids moved away. And then, which I mean, I get it. It wasn't like a Kyle, my kid went to college. So they're, you know, going inside of the wardrobe to Narnia and never coming back. Um, It was more of a like, her daughter's 16 and then went to go live with her dad in France. So she really was like, oh, I thought I had two more years with her. And this sucks. Um, but she really was openly like, I don't I don't know how to live with just you, Martina. And Martina was like, well, you should figure that out. So then they, they she finally convinced Martina to adopt. And then Martina was diagnosed with throat cancer and another type of cancer, two cancers. Thankfully, Martina is um, also survived and is, has has uh it wasn't you know malignant i think she's still she's still in treatment but she's finishing up her treatment um while filming is happening i was trying to oh breast cancer and throat cancer right but she was saying that she has like she doesn't feel back to her true self yet after the treatments i was also struggling with my language because i don't like to say beat cancer i just feel like it's rude to people who um who pass away or succumb it's not in your control whether you beat it or not it's just not so you know we do what we can but i just don't like that whole terminology like yeah you beat this it's toxic what culture i don't know i'm sure there's like some venn diagram overlaps of like other problematic things or ways we conceptualize things but anyway um julia's you know she's glowing and in love and she says you know i can't believe i thought i would lose special touch with you know my goat uh the goat of my life martina narvatolova but you know i watch the other couples and they say they lose spark and they lose feeling but i think just daily staying in moment and being here for each other more you know I don't want to know about tomorrow. I just want to enjoy my day. Okay, great. That's lovely. 
So then she goes to have dinner with Alexia, because if you recall from last season, Alexia told Julia that um, Russia was the best prostitute. You guys are the best hookers in the world. And she would not renege on this statement. Just like Teresa, she just doubled up. No, I mean, it's true. Like, no. I mean, you have hookers. There's a lot of hookers coming, you know, a lot of working girls. And then someone brought up, well, how would you like it if I said Cubans were like drug kingpins? And Alexia, who is married to a drug kingpin, just enraged, enraged. All right. We have a first Marisol. She's dressed like the Virgin Mary. She's in like on a white baby doll top and this little renaissance era crown thing the the way that that virgin mary was depicted in paintings that's what the girls are doing now candace had one that looked like it was made of i don't know like nintendo like the little clouds for mario that you could jump on it was foolish this is mm, it's also foolish so alexia is sad that she uh she's sad about what happened in new york and she's holding herself accountable by having a party. Um, oh, we, we see Kiki. Kiki's titties look amazing. This is my actual note. Um, and she just is talking about how you can never have too many cocks. I'm always going to try different cocks. So she was horny last season. She's horny this season. I just want her to get some, really. Like, And I want her to get enough that she can stop talking about it and talk about something else. Not because I'm prudish, just because like I just would like to know like other things about you. Um, um, so Alexia, uh, so she's not so far, like not inviting Adriana to this party because Alexia went on, I mean, Adriana rather went on like a press tour and said that Alexia made transphobic comments. Okay. Now Adriana is always stirring up mess, but I'm 1000% sure Alexia said something transphobic, not because not from like a hatred of trans people, but I'm sure with translating Spanish to English, you know, with everything in Spanish being gendered, um, I'm sure she said something like incorrectly or misgendered something. This, I mean, she's also told Julia that the whole country of Russia was hookers and insisted it wasn't like a negative thing. So I, I very, I'm very confident that this is someone who could say something that was like inappropriate or passe or just like wrong and like in, in a multitude of different ways um but they got over there now the interesting thing is last season what adriana said about alexia's son was unforgivable um for my new listeners alexia's son frankie was in a terrible car accident uh where the other brother was driving um how old was he i think he was 17 and so he's he has um, permanent brain damage and he, you know, he's learning how to take care of himself a little bit, but he's not really going to be someone that's probably going to live alone. He's going to need a little bit of extra care for the rest of his life. And it was just horrific, a horrific thing to happen, you know? And then um, Adriana twisted her ankle last season and no one was paying enough attention to her. So she said, no, but accidents are dangerous. I mean, you know, Alexia, like what happened to Frankie? It was just it was just like oh my god that type of person just escalates and escalates and alexia turned you know a diff like a red purple color and just like exploded rightfully so so marisol however doesn't forgive adriana even though alexia could get over her son 
comment. What Marisol doesn't forgive Adriana for is the um, the performance she put on at the reunion, which she came on with a letter written from the vantage point of Marisol's liver, saying, I don't think I'm going to make it. Why do you treat me so bad? I'm scared every day, like nonsense. Like just is poking fun of her drinking was utter nonsense. Marisol, don't forgive her. Okay, Lisa's deposition is over. Lisa's fine ass driver has a subtitle, or I mean a title card with his name. Now, is Andy Cohen behind the camera? Because why do they keep showing this young black gentleman? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa is like negotiating with Lenny and like, she's just like, yo, give me something. Venmo me. I, I'm dead. This is where we are. Okay, Julia, it looks absolutely stunning, by the way. Like she has a new bob. You know how I feel. There is nothing, a bob. Oh, I love a bob just bobbing we we love bobs here okay you can't like most i don't know anyone that doesn't look good with a fierce chunky swinging bob okay you just look sophisticated you look like you got it going on you can look a little bit like whimsical a little bit like you know she's got these pieces going out it's kind of like triangular there's like more weight at the bottom it's mm, mm, chef's kiss all right then meeting with alexia Apparently, Cardi B got into dragging Larsa too because, you know, Larsa Larsa just lies about things and then doubles down. But there are things that only the most like insipid, superficial weirdo would like want to brag about. So she on the reunion insisted that, you know, me and like, no, like we always had sex every night with, with Scottie Pippen that she had sex. She said we had sex four times a night. How the, how would you have time to have sex four times a night if he has to wake up and go to a basketball practice? What time did you start? How long is the sex? If it's one minute, two minute sex, I don't know that you really want to be bragging. Shit, if it's 15 minute sex, I don't even know, like, is that something to brag about? Because then 15 times four could be the length of a normal sex. So like, I don't know. I just think... I don't know what goes on in her brain and I'm worried that if I start to figure it out, I will also become dumber. But Cardi B said, <laughs> she basically just said, if you you know you don't or your pussy would need stitches or something like that. Alexia says, you know, they do the whole thing. This is a trope too. Like, you know, when we're together, we have so much fun. I just don't know what it is. Like when we get into the group, it's like we don't get along. I think it's because you told her she's from a country of whores. I think that might be it. Um, Julia is mad that Marisol is emotionally blackmailing Alexia. Um, she thinks that if if Marisol actually, you know, would like forgive her for the stupid uh, Bravo antics, not BravoCon, sorry, the reunion antics, then Adriana could come to the party, et cetera, et cetera. And then they they start showing clips of the of the strife between Adriana and Alexia um, because. We are at a luncheon with them. So they're going to have their uh, resolution luncheon. So Adriana's dumbass comes dressed in flags and um, like an outfit, like a denim, like halter top backless with peace signs on it, like a hippie and like bell bottoms and waving a white flag. Immediately, I knew that this this illusion would be lost on Alexia. And it was 
What's, what's with the flag? What is that? Okay. Does Adriana need to stop with her props? Absolutely. It's, it's annoying. It's not campy in a fun way. I don't think there's anyone that does prop work that's appreciated for that. Drew on Atlanta is super annoying with that. And also her props are just cheap. It's like, it's very awkward. But should you be asking why someone who was like really offended you and was your sworn enemy and you're in some sort of internet fight with in the blogs is carrying, is waving white flag at a dinner set up to like make amends? Should that be a question you have? No. No. Okay, so we get over this. I mean, it's hysterical. Their makeup is just so tenuous and it doesn't seem, they actually just start re-arguing, re-litigating their same points and then be like, but you know, you know. I mean, no, it's because when you said it to me, I was really hurt and like, I didn't want to, you know, but like, that's why I did it. But you know, I would never do anything to hurt you. And it's like, no, because you know, when I, when you came to a dinner, I didn't like the way your date was talking to me. And I'm a lady and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I actually helped you by cussing out your day because I showed you he was a bad guy. By the way, you're lucky that I accused him of being married, even though he's not married anymore, because then, look, you saw the way he treated me. I didn't like that. And then Adriana says like, oh, yeah, I didn't like that. So you see, I helped you. Okay. So that's where they leave it. Um, then we have the drama that Todd doesn't want to go to the party. He tells Alexia she's burst into tears as if someone died. She's like really sobbing. Um, she tries to convince Marisol to come. Marisol's like, eh, I don't know if I will, if Adriana's going to be there. So let's get back to this party. Again, I have noted that Larsa still looks cheap. It's, it's the same party from the beginning. They've chopped it up in sequence. Julia, incredible. <laughs> Chef's kiss, this animal print dress with long sleeves and just the bob bobbing and gold hoops just fun funky and then she comes in with these pot pink cartons of her eggs now her prop work i don't mind famously her farm her chickens her eggs her goats so she brings fresh eggs to everybody and i really don't mind uh, we find out that lisa's new boyfriend jody lives in adriana's old house which is just like wow what a small world um and then gertie enters late right when they're like where's gertie where's gertie looking fantabulous in this hot pink halter with like a, a ponytail with bangs and it's so cute now larsa is already very fired up about this she said i was fake she said i was fake it's just so nonsensical like adriana it didn't i mean alexia didn't even ask adriana like so you said i was transphobic you know people they do these interview circuits and they have to say things about other cast members and then Larsa is just like, um, why did you say I was fake, Gertie? Why did you say I was fake? And Gertie tells her to her face, like, because I think you're fake. Like, she basically gives her dot, 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 point, point. I don't like the way you're talking to me. You're, you were dismissive. And they show clips to when, when Lisa found out about Gertie, Gertie did start giving advice. And it was like, okay, you haven't been divorced. Maybe you're not the one to give the advice. Who knows? But and then, but, you know, if that's your friend, you don't say in your confessional, like, she needs to put a muzzle on it. And also, just don't talk about putting muzzles on. Like, no, that's not. And so then, um, Gertie says, like, this is what I didn't like. And Larsa is just like, it's like it didn't happen. It's like nothing was, I'm not fake. That's the last thing I am is fake. Call me anything else but fake, fake. It's very much like a tween or something. Or like, maybe this is what the Kardashians show is like. I don't know. But... It's just not a thing that 
it's not why is the word fake why is that offending you so much you have a fake butt you have fake boobs you have a fake face is it that you feel like you are behind an invisibility cloak we can't see any like why is this word so this is the worst thing someone could say about you I think she said like she might have said I can be a bitch like but don't call me fake I'm like okay these distinctions um and also like don't argue with someone's opinion like I think you're fake so let's see uh Alexia makes a really awkward announcement she says so you know Todd couldn't be here um but don't worry everything's okay we're not getting divorced or anything everyone's eyes are like oh okay (laughs) like why would you say that and you know then at the end of the episode poor Gertie she is really having a meltdown I was like crying and then laughing and crying and laughing she oh my god my heart she like grabs Larson she says I'm really gonna need you when I call you I need you to answer I'm going to need you and it was so earnest she was really saying like hey this is bullshit I'm, I'm going through a trial and I'm gonna need your support soon if someone said that to me I would know something serious was happening and that I was gonna be needed soon but Larsa is so freaking selfish as we will continue to see episode two and three that she's just like a broken record with the fake thing with the fake thing cannot cannot get over it I mean everyone else can tell that Gertie is off and something's off her energy is very tense she starts crying when they start shouting but she also oh man I wish I wrote down what she said but I was like Gertie is like an angry substitute teacher she just started like she was just like this is this is this is abrasive and it's annoying like she was wagging her finger at them like just scolding just scolding them and it was it was just funny to see her command the room like that and she's really come into her own with I think she first had to be like more nice when she first started and now she's just like no I'm me I work I have my business I have my ethics I'm fabulous I have my lovely husband I have my kids and she just owns like her emotional like ups and downs which I really appreciate but then to see her just like try to like oh go to Larsa and try to get something from her and not get it that was really sad oh before that Julia went all the way off of Marisol Marisol said I, you know what I think you are the problem in this group Marisol because you throw stones and you hide your hands and Marisol does do that if we actually think back to last season um with Dr. Nicole and it even might have been the season before that was it the, the reboot it might have been she just literally was like Dr. Nicole you are you know everyone says such and such about you and nobody likes you and I have friends that told me that they're friends that they're fr- it was just nonsense um oh also last year Larsa told Dr. Nicole that she slept with every resident in the hospital that is that would take a lot of time so it's just interesting that Larsa is someone who will really really hyper focus on a word you use that's an adjective that could be interpreted in a number of different ways debate it with you when you even explain yeah I said it and this is what I meant but then she'll tell a wild lie about you and double down double down oh she also called Julia's son a bastard and then 
had to like was it julia's son she called someone a bastard and then even andy cohen was like it's literally not positive it's not a positive word there's nothing you can do to like tell you know no matter how many times you tell us it's positive like bastard's not a nice word (laughs) so anyway the episode ends with a cliffhanger and then we're gonna see what happens at the end of the party next week and i've already recorded next week which is really not next week next episode with my friend alexandra so we're gonna talk about it's it's like a great conversation about we we intertwine a lot of different housewives into it and then we cover things that happen in episode two we kind of get her opinion on some of this episode as well all right so this was like a little shorty episode for you and i have some really exciting things that are going to be released in the next basically in the next day um you'll see my my fascinating fascinating conversation i had with my cousin Uzama Eze and about, you know, getting deep into what's going on in Potomac, setting up this storyline about magic and shrines and and generational curses. Okay, honey? All right. Ta-ta for now. Cake and Kombucha is produced and hosted by Kalechi Azie, who also edits and does all the other things too. So sometimes there are noises in the background like her dog. If you would like to tell her more about what you think or what you want to talk about, the email address is cakeandkombucha at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at cakeandkombucha. Please rate and review wherever you listen. But if you don't have anything positive to say, then don't rate and review. Just keep it inside. Okay, thank you.